Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio. So every third Thursday, we love to chat with Lee Brovadani. She is the trust architect. She's a speaker, a workshop facilitator on trust, and she is recognized as a top thought leader uh, when it comes to trust. And that is all recognition from the organization Trust Across America. She's also an author of numerous books, including the latest one being Trust Me, Restore Belief and Confidence in an Uncertain World. Definitely a book we all need to read. And the other one is Trusted Secret Lessons from an Inspired Leader. So you can keep up with her at thetrustarchitect.biz. And today she is back on the show to talk to us about commitment, relationships, trust, all that juicy goodness. And uh, welcome back, Lee. How are you? I'm good. I am. I'm good. As you know, I just got back from Guatemala City. I was on a um, humanitarian mission there, which was amazing absolutely awesome. fell in love with the people in the country and everything we did it was really good that's awesome and you know you had I saw that you were building uh you know trust in like little kids like they like checking you out like who who are you should I trust you do I talk to you so that when we talk about relationships um you had to kind of build trust with them all right to be able to actually help them you had to build trust yeah, and it was really easy to fall in love with them too. You know, the, the one thing that was just a bonus is that at 5'4", I've never been this tall, willowy person that I've wanted to be. And in Guatemala, I might not be willowy, but compared to the Guatemalan women, I was really tall. Like they came up to my chin, all of them oh, were wow. five feet and under. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's hard to actually get that communication, the, the to look at each other without looking down on someone in a way right well you know it is and it isn't because there's just it, it was really interesting I'm, I'm thinking of particular people as you say that and it was just how welcoming they were you know inviting us into their homes and showing off and sharing what they had I mean mm. these are adobe mud huts with mud floors and, you know, they had um, kind of a pen off to the side with chickens and roosters off to the side where they got their eggs and obviously mm -hmm. their chickens and a vegetable garden in the back. And they butchered one of their chickens and made soup for us one day. Well, there's absolutely no way you don't just say thank you and appreciate it and have absolutely. the soup. It was, they were just generous and wonderful and warm. And when we left, Everyone, including the kids, came and hugged us. Oh, yeah. See, that's really... it's special work. And, you know, that's the thing, you know, living in Africa that and actually anywhere you travel in the world, it's not about how much you have. It's what you have and what you can share. And yeah. I often find that, you know, people that are living more on the poverty level actually give more sometimes. You know, it's just Absolutely. kind of an interesting thing about that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, here, I'm going to share what I have. And it's like, oh, wait, you know, but um, it's sweet. And I think it brings us back to where we're supposed to be as humans and sharing. And um, I, that's where trust comes into me. It's like, do you trust someone to share, like to share with them? Uh, so I, I just, I love your five tenets of trust. And one of them is commitment. So I really wanted to focus on that. 
but does sharing build towards commitment and towards trust? You know, um, it, it feels like definitely a yes, because when you're sharing something with someone, you're making that commitment to give them something. Mm -hmm. It works if there's not an expected payment in return. Mm, exactly. You know, so if I'm doing something nice for you, just to build up those credits, because I want something out of you, then no, yeah. I would say no. Taka. That sucks. But yeah. And and like, haven't you had people who have done that? You're kind oh. of going, uh, why are you, why are you? Being no, are we, I don't want to go down that road because then I'll just rant for the rest of the conversation. Okay. <laughs> so we, like it comes up pretty strongly, but if you meet somebody, you know, like I've met people and they just go, they, they, they do something for you and it's like, ah, oh, no, it's no big deal. Just enjoy. Yeah. And it's like, wow. This family, yeah. You know, there was one of the girls who um, had gone to the hut and they, she loved Coca-Cola. So she had bought a nice cold bottle of Coca-Cola and she was sipping it when she was working. Well, the next day they had their son run to the local little store and get an ice cold bottle of Coke so that when we came, they poured us all a glass. And it just oh. brings tears to my eyes because I know how expensive that was for them. Yeah. And there's absolutely no way you would refuse. I mean, you, you almost want to go, right. no, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, yeah. You just say thank you. And you know that there is nothing, there's nothing expected in return. Mm. That, I think that's something really special, you know, to have that. Um, it's like finding 20 bucks in your back pocket in the, laundry you know what I mean there's the best. it is because it's something like it's like ooh, you know I mean there's all kinds of things you can do with it but there's a special little huh I can do something fun with it you know and it makes it's you feel money. special yeah it's free money it's like ooh, maybe I'll run to casino and double it now, <laughs> or lose it you know but yeah. <laughs> it's more like it but yeah that's really part of it and so when we think about relationships and there's romance, of course, we're in the month of February, but even still, I mean, romance shouldn't just be one month, yeah. um, but friendship, we've got professional relationships. The word commitment can be really scary, but can you just, you don't just get, you just can't go, okay, I'm committed to you, or there's got to be the levels that build up, right? Trust has to yeah. come before. It's kind of, they hold hands and ha like hand in hand, right? I mean, some people just jump in and get married and they're fine. And then others, it was just a little too fast. They maybe didn't build the trust first. Yeah. You know, you know, and it's when you're making a commitment, when you're in that first blush of a commitment, whether it's for a job or a love or someone new, you know, it's really easy to be committed and, and stay on track and be committed and do what you say you'll do and all of that. But commitment shows up when you do what you said you do long after the first time you said it. Mm. So commitment is something that I look at over time. So when someone mm. says, you know, they're committed to each other and they've known each other for a week, you know, it's kind of like, oh, isn't that cute? Puppy love. Yeah. Puppy yeah. love. Yeah. Yeah. We're 16 again. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if, uh, five years or five months or whatever, there's still that same commitment. Yeah, you have to go past the six months. 
That's yeah. that was always the breaker for me. I was like, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> You're boring me. <clears throat> yeah, oh, exactly. Terrible. And it was always on a holiday. You know, Valentine's Day was a perfect day. It's the dumping ground for Lisa. Someone. Oh, Lisa. Christmas, Valentine's Day, Thanksgiving, birthdays, all of it. Easter, like, you know, <laughs> just kind of happened. So I didn't I'm do it on purpose. There's a string of broken hearts across America. <laughs> on holidays, yes. On you didn't holidays. show up in your bunny outfit. I'm out. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm ki I know, I'm kidding. No, but no, but commitment is a big deal. And the other thing, too, and I think of professional relationships, right now, when I look at the big exodus that is happening in the workforce, and then everybody's scrambling to get the workforce back, and they're making commitments, are they going to stick with them? How do you trust that you're going to get what, you know, oh, we're going to make you uh, an investor in the company. That's a big deal that's happening now where people are like, okay, you're part owner of the company, like you get stocks. And that to me is a scary thing. And do not try and charge, uh, pay me in Bitcoin. That's not happening. Um, but, it, you know, it's this whole, I think a lot of commitments got used. People got used and um, to return to the workforce to those same people or to new people, that commitment is very, very important. And I wonder if there's commitments being made that can't actually be followed through with. Well, you know, absolutely sure. You know, I, I think of one woman that I met, and this was years ago, and she was um, a VP for a well-known Canadian bank, and she didn't understand why her staff didn't trust her. I mean, she was, she said, I'm the first person there in the morning. I work longer than anybody and I'm really good at my job. And that was, you know, she couldn't understand, you know, and she said, I keep my word, but what people didn't feel was her commitment to them. They mm -hmm. felt that as long as they did their job, they were fine. But if anything fell off the rails, they were gone. So they didn't feel that she had made a commitment to them as individuals. Oh. So, you know, like you can kind of understand it that even on in, in, in big corporations, mm -hmm. it comes down to a commitment level on an individual basis. You know, I, I trust a boss that I work for that gets to know me on a personal level. Mm -hmm. And someone who treats me indifferently and walks by and can't remember my name. How committed do I think they are to to my advancement, to my welfare? You mm -hmm. know, I the people that work for her just felt like they were a cog. Mm -hmm. that anyone could replace them at any time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that I hope um, the corporate world is waking up to, that people want to feel like on an individual basis, they matter. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you want to call that love, that the company loves them. Yeah. And it respects them. Like, yeah. I, you know, I was having a conversation with someone uh, more on the business coaching side. And he said, oh, you want customer service? Well, you better start taking care of your staff. You'll never have good customer service if you're not committed to your staff and your workforce. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're all feeling 
kind of neglected with every website having a chat bot instead of someone actually there to help you through something, you know, because then you're not being, you're not feeling the love as a customer or the individual, you know, that's, I, I remember when I first entered the workforce, the whole thing was under promise over deliver. That was drummed into my head. And I, I still think that that's actually true. That, that, that has a, don't over promise something you can't do because you will lose the commitment. You will lose that trust of your clients, of your colleagues, even in your loved ones, your, your family, your romantic partner, if you under, you know, over promise, then you better speak up if you can't deliver, right? What happens yeah. at that? Can you keep, can you keep trust if you can see things are going sour when you really thought you could deliver on something? Ooh. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't think so. And, and people will accept, you know, people will accept that things screw up. Mm -hmm. But don't try and cover it up. Don't try and lie about it and don't try and hide it. You know, I, I've seen companies do that where things get off the rail and they think, well, we can't tell the customer because they'll be really upset. Well, guess what? They're a lot more upset if you mm -hmm. hide it and they found out later that, the, you know, you've known for three weeks that things weren't working and you mm -hmm. didn't you didn't get in touch with them and let them know. Um, mm -hmm. There was a, a leader that I was a high trust leader. I think he was um, CEO of one of the large convention centers in Las Vegas. And he said that if something went wrong, when, when they were building one of the big convention centers, it was a billion dollar build. Mm. He said, if someone came to him with a problem, and even if they had screwed up, if they came to him and said, here's the problem, here's what happened, mm -hmm. he could throw resources at it and get it fixed right away. But if they tried to cover it up and he found out three months later that they knew about the mistake, <clears throat> then it was a completely different conversation. He said, I've made mistakes that cost the company millions of dollars. I don't expect people to go through life without making a mistake, but I expect them to own up to it so it can be fixed. Mm. Yeah. So that's the same thing in relationships when you talk about commitment, personal yeah. relationships. It takes time, right? Commitment takes time because it's a proof in the pudding, right? Yeah. And, and you know, if you're late for dinner, I remember I was um, in a relationship with a guy and, um, oh, I'll be there at this time, you know, oh, okay, we're going to have this special dinner. And then hours later, well, he got stuck at a bar. Well, we didn't, we didn't make, uh, he was a Christmas dump. Um, but anyway, <laughs> sorry, I think everybody's heard this on our shows about me dumping people on holidays, but um, he just, you know, didn't make it. And then, it, then he became this weird possessive person to me. Like if I was out with a friend or something and we didn't have a commitment, he's like, well, why are you still out? Um, because I'm doing things, you know, so it was a very, not a good relationship, but he lost my trust when it's like, okay, we had a commitment. We were going to do this together. And I'm not one of those naggy kind of people. I'm very much everybody do your free thing, right? Don't you yeah. don't, don't, I don't expect people home for dinner all the time, but if you make a commitment, I do expect that. And if something is delaying you for an important reason, all you have to do is call. And he didn't. And so at that point, I don't think it's funny when someone comes home at midnight instead of, you know, nine or 10 or whatever time we were supposed to without a communication that now then you're out. And that was it. It, it was like, 
there was no, I don't know, I completely, that was it, you're done, you're out. And I probably, that's a little bit impatient on my side, but I was right about him. But um, that told me right there, if you can't do the simplest commitments, you're not going to do the big ones. I can't trust you. And yeah. he did screw up later a little few more times and, you know, it really was over. So the small things, small commitments are just as important to me as the big commitments. I think in some ways they're more important. Everybody thinks that trust is broken with these huge um, rifts and, you know, like, like someone has done something like had an affair or something, but a lot of times, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a, a bunch of small things that mm -hmm. are, they just keep building up. So you, you say, you'll like you said, you say you'll be home at six and you show up at 12. You say that you'll, um, you're out, dude, you're out. <laughs> yeah. You'll pick up things from the store and you inconveniently forgot you, you, you know, like all those little things eventually become the big things. So if you mm. take care of the small things, and I think there's probably a meme out there that says it if you take care of the small things the big things take care of themselves mm. that's really true I mean even if you want to scale the mountain it starts with you know a few steps and a few rocks not the yeah. whole mountain yeah mm. so you yeah. know like it's especially in a re relationship when you're starting out um I used to just get I don't know about you but when I used to go date someone and the first time they'd show up with a bunch of roses at the door I was always like that's a little much yeah like okay I, I'll go what's your expectation glass <laughs> yeah what what's your expectations yeah you know what I mean there's um yeah it's the expectations instead of just let's connect and see you know how we are it's it's that's almost like he's already done something wrong well, I don't know if I felt like that. I just felt like it was kind of overkill. You know, mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. wanted to have a great conversation and find something in common and be able to, to laugh and talk. And I think that most people want that kind of connection. Mm. So when it comes to personal relationships and trust for either party, man or woman, doesn't matter, um, woman and woman, man and man, um, how do you have the emotional intelligence to gauge trust? Is it something that even in professional relationships that we should look at trust, like in a relationship, not just go on that emotional where you're getting pissed off or completely gaga, because that's the other side. There's the emotional stage of he's everything. Oh my gosh, he's perfect. You know, and did you and see his blue eyes? I'll stop yeah. it and they won't stop talking to your friends. That's all they talk about. And then one day it's like, oh, you know. So there's the emotional stage that is yeah. biological. And you know, that's our normal state. Because nature wants us to mate and have babies. It's just the way we're built. Um, but there's the emotional intelligence. So do, should people kind of sit and have a communication with themselves, maybe journal, really look at the person that they're thinking that they're getting more serious about? How would, how would you say approach that so that you're, you're honest? Because especially women, I think we like to, or no, I'm going to say men too. We kind of like cover up the red flags and red flags um, are red flags. Yeah, I th think you should look at things. I think you, you know, were spot on when you said you look at the five C's. So do they care about you? 
not just mm. as a pretty face or whatever ideal. I'm not just a pretty love. face. <laughs> I had to say that for Nancy. No, because, okay, no, can I back up on that just for a yeah. funny thing? Okay, so, and Nancy will be here next time, everyone. Um, she's, her head is in the computer, literally. Um, she's in Madam Geek mode. And when she's in there, you do not tap on her shoulder. But um, once we had a friend uh, who, who uh, was a musician, he's still a musician, and he was the hottest thing in town. And the girls would just fawn over him and everything. And of course, now we all thought that was funny. And one night, uh, Nancy got him a pair of big, big panties, like, you know, the really big panties, and wrote in the crotch area, I'm not just a pretty face. Anyway, so she threw them at him because they were, you know, the whole Tom Jones thing where women are throwing panties. Well, the crotch landed on the microphone with the just a pretty more than a pretty face. I'm sorry. So anyway, going back to the caring and not just pretty face. I'm sorry to inject a really naughty story there, but anyway, it's funny. <laughs> it is very funny. It is very funny. And I can absolutely see Nancy. We never get through any of these conversations without some kind of something derailing. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I had to do a Nancy derail since she's not here. But yeah, that was pretty funny though. Yeah. More than a pretty so, face. You know, how, how does their caring show up for you other than, you know, the <laughs> You've panties. got a nice shirt on or yeah, the yeah. big the big panties. Put your big panties on. You know, caring can show up that um, they put their phone away and they look at you while they're talking. Oh, so in other words, two people on a date not texting each other? We were at a really nice restaurant. This was years ago. And you know me well enough to know that I would do this. So we're sitting, enjoying our meal. And next to us are this young couple, obviously on one of their first dates. And she was pretty, she had dressed up because it was, was a really nice restaurant. And he was on his phone texting and I could see her sitting there and I could feel her getting sadder. Uh, so I got up and said to him, dude, yeah, you've got this beautiful woman sitting across from you that you could be talking to. And instead you're on your phone, put your phone away and talk to her. Yeah, really? And he looked at me. Like how and he dare said, you? well, like I'm just like I, I want to take some pictures of the meal. It's really good. I said, enjoy the meal, enjoy the person you're with. Put your phone away. And I thought, wow, you know, everybody does that at a meal now. And she looked at me and she went, Thank you. Mm -hmm. Now I I can't see that he got another date. I, yeah. I would be surprised if he did. But caring shows up by just paying attention. Now, it's okay because I like taking booty pictures of a really good meal as well. But I don't spend the whole meal on my phone. Exactly. Caring, yeah, caring can show up by listening. And caring can show up by just doing some of the small things that we do. That when someone is, when, when you are with somebody, if you can feel that there isn't something right, just saying, are you okay? Or, mm -hmm. you know... If they're really excited, sharing in their joy. Some of the things that were harder to deal with with success, mm. not everybody's happy when you're successful. <laughs> it's really true. That's really true. So, you know, caring can be if someone has done something, calling them and saying, wow, you got that award. That's great. You must feel great about it. You know, so those are some things that you can do around caring. 
to mm. show and that that helps to build love is another sea champagne it could be i definitely think it should be because when we started our new radio show on spotify you emailed nancy and said where do i send the champagne and yeah. i'm like I told Nancy, I'm like, well, she doesn't send it anywhere. We just go see her, you know, Absolutely. but, that's, but, but that's the thing. It's like, but it shouldn't be, there's a, there's people that, you know, that there's guys that always open doors, but it's, it's gotta be genuine, not just routine. Yeah. And I think routine is fine because that's the good thing, but it shouldn't be the, look what I did. I opened the door. Look at me. You know what I mean? So the caring yeah. part, like you're talking about, should be something that actually really is genuine. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like you had said, commitment is a big one. Oh, yes. Doing what you said you do long after the time you originally said it. Mm -hmm. So being, you know, once you've made a commitment, if you say to someone, I'll, I'll show up at this time and I'll be there for you. And the first time they're in a difficulty, you bail. Well, that's mm -hmm. not a commitment. If someone right. is going through a rough time, sometimes you don't need to do anything. You just need to be there. So that's commitment. And that's part of building love. You know, like you're not always going to show up looking like, like putting your lipstick on. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was sick last week and I was yeah. walking Booker and I thought, Wow, I didn't realize I had these old sweats, but boy, am I glad I have them because that's exactly what I feel like wearing right now. So, you know. Yeah. But that's but that's part of caring too, and people getting that's honesty. And in a relationship to me, if you can't wear your sweats, and it's like, you know, and you can't be human as a woman or a man, and you always have to be perfectly dressed, then that's not gonna that that's where you need that's where to me, that's one of those things where you start to trust each other. Yeah. And that's where caring comes in, where you can be who you are. Like, don't be yeah. fake about what music you like. If you don't like something, that's perfectly okay. Just because he may like country doesn't mean you have to like country music. Yeah. You know, yeah. but you can try and you've got to be accommodating though. Right. So that's, in, that's part of caring. I've seen people who feel like they have to change for the other person. So they they think that making a commitment means that they have to agree and like everything the other person does. Like, you know, like, like I have no desire. Rick loves watching soccer. And as soon as the games are on, he, he with a last name like Brovadani, it's Italian. And so he was raised with a dad who oh, yeah, yeah. always watched the soccer finals. So Rick can always find a channel in another language usually and watch the soccer well I'm not going to sit next to him and just go you know well I want to I'm committed to you so I'm going to like what you like well there's no way I I just go okay have fun hon I'm I'm off and yeah doing something else exactly so that's where trust that's a trust thing yeah you know like I remember in high school a friend of mine um she got mad because her boyfriend would always go do this other sport thing and then she's like I wonder if he's really doing that and I'm like well if you don't think he's doing that then you've already got a problem yeah you know if he's doing a sport but she wanted him there all the time and I'm like oh my god I, I don't want to be with someone all, I don't I mean nobody I mean the only person I want to be with all the time is myself but even that's annoying so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what I yeah, mean me too got to have a break you know so it's it, you've got to each be your own person 
And that's where that trust and commitment is like, okay, I know he's going off to play sports or whatever, and he'll come back and we're going to see each other. And to me, that's cool because even if you're not interested in the sports, did you enjoy it? Did your team win? Not whatever. You, you can still have a conversation and learn from each other if yeah. you're doing different things. And I, I don't think you should try and change each other, you know? No. Like, and, and, and I've seen that too. That oh, women are good at that. People as projects. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, my God. You're going to not be a happy person. No one's no. going to be. No, no. I did that. I did that once. Yep. I thought, oh, he's really nice, but hopefully, no, 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 no. Resentment will come very quickly. Yeah. So we've got Karen commitment, consistency. Ooh. They do what they say they'll do. You know, they're yes. consistent with um, they're consistent in how they act. They're not beasts one moment and and um, like really oh. sweet and kind the next. If there's that kind of variation. When I was in HR, I used to see that as an indication that if someone's work was really great one day and it was in the skids the next, mm -hmm. then I would look to see if they perhaps, you know, I'd start opening my eyes to see if there was an addictions issue or a mental health issue. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it was one or the other. So it was a good indicator. So if you see that in a person, you know, I, I think that that has to be something very discretionary. Um, I know a lot of couples who have come gone through um, one of the one one of the partners having an addiction and getting through it, and they are stronger than ever. Oh yeah, yeah, it is possible, but that's up to you whether or not you want to make that commitment to that person. Yeah. And that's a very difficult road, but it can be done. I know that it's it's. Definitely. But the other person, you both have to make a commitment. Yeah. So, right. So that's a really true thing about commitment and stay consistent. Yeah. Commitment, consistency, and then competence. Oh, here we go. You know, can they do what they say they're going to do? Do they actually mm. have the skill? I can remember people saying, you know, and I always had this thing where I always felt people were better or smarter than I was. And someone would say, oh, no, I can do that. Like, I, I would be doing something and, and thinking, well, that looks pretty good. And then someone would tell me that they had these great skills. And then I would look at what they did and I'd go, oh, no, mm. <laughs> no, they're not competent. And they, they have this ego that inflates their abilities. Uh, mm -hmm. And we know, know a lot of people, people like that. call that confidence. But that's not what confidence is. Confidence is knowing what you're capable of and being secure mm -hmm. in yourself. It's not over-evaluating your skills. It's not being narcissistic. It's trusting yourself to, yeah. you know, go through things. You know, it's like, okay, come rain or come shine. I know I can make this happen. It may not be perfect, but I'm going for it because I trust myself to do the absolute best I can. Yeah. But um, like, I wouldn't take somebody in a rowboat because I know the possibility of drowning and going in circles for 10 years is a reality, you know. <laughs> is it from experience, Lisa? Yes. yes. There's a story it's, there. I know there's a story. There's a few stories. Anytime it's a water vessel and I've got any kind of paddle, we're going in a circle and we could die out there. 
<laughs> so like I would never take, you know, someone on a romantic cruise with me paddling. He has to do it. But and I you know what I mean? So I would never have faith in me getting through that because I, I, I know this really sweet story. I, I took my two grandnephews out. It was my nephew and my niece's two boys that are the same age and they're really good friends. And we went this is in Alberta. We went to uh, a little park called Bonas Park and and. I rented a canoe and the boys. Say that park out. name again. Bonas. <laughs> okay. Bonas Park. There's a town named Bonas too. So it, it's it's actually so many of the towns in Canada are named after um, towns in England. So there's a Bonas oh, okay. in England as well. Anyways, we got in and these two boys, I think were maybe 11 or 12 years old. And they said, Auntie just said, we're going to do all the rowing. Now, I'm actually pretty good in a canoe, but it was part of my love where I just went, that's great, boys. And then just sat as we kind of stayed in the same position for a while while they figured out how to get their paddles working. But eventually, we were able to do a bit of a loop. And they did end up figuring out how to row the boat. That's awesome. Yeah. But it was so sweet that, you know, they were. But that's the thing. Oh, and that's something too, is allow someone to fail in a relationship. Allow them to fall down. Like if I said to someone, okay, there's no way I'm going to, you know, I'm not, I know. And right now I'm looking out at the water and all these boats going, it would be a dangerous thing. And if someone said, well, I'm going to teach them to help you and you'll get through this, you have to, it's like teaching someone to drive. That's all that 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 could break a relationship quite easily. But someone going, okay, I'm going to trust in we're going to trust in each other to get through this and at least take one step. And it's possible if you go in with the right headspace and commitment to making yeah. that happen, right? Yeah. 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 And I did um my dad took me out to teach me to drive. And after two lessons, I said, Dad, I'm saving my money and hiring an instructor. Yeah. Yes, that could only stand being yelled at so much. <laughs> There's well, the driving thing is it that's tenacious, man. That's like that's a that's a that's a seriously no, that's volatile. Yeah, <laughs> that's hard. But so, okay, so, so we consistency, we've got commitment, caring, commitment, uh, wait, caring, commitment, consistency, competence. competence, and the last one is communication. Mm. Awesome. Just like I one. said. The communication before you go out in the water. <laughs> yeah, communication, being able to actually tell a person what you love about them and also not what you dislike about them, but your reaction to some of the things, you know? So it's like, instead of saying, um, I hate it when you do this, it's like, when you, mm-hmm. and then the action, I feel, and how you're feeling about it. And then would it be possible to do this? So instead of making a person feel like they're guilty, just say like, when you don't show up, I feel unimportant to you. Mm. Would you give me a call if you're going to be late? That didn't work in that relationship. (laughs) But that's how you know, right? That's, That's the thing. And if someone says, oh man, I'm really, really sorry. I'd really whatever reason 
and then they do the next time, then it's like, yeah. okay, we've got something to build on. That's the building blocks of trust, right? Yeah. Or they say, get over it. I'm not, I'm not your um, yeah. taxi. I'm not going to jump when you call. It's like, okay, then that gives yeah. you really valuable information. So mm-hmm. in a relationship, what doesn't work gives you as much information as what does work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember Oprah saying this and she's become famous for saying, when somebody tells them about themselves, tells you about themselves, listen, yeah, because most of the time they're really telling you the truth. Like, can I yeah. tell you, I'm going to take you out rowing and we're going to go in circles for three hours. You can expect that. <laughs> so if we go on a boat, you wear the, you wear the life jacket and let me row. Cause I'm actually pretty good at it. Okay, cool. And you and Nancy can row. She's okay, fine so with Nancy it. Nancy and I can do it. Yeah, she wrote, she told me what to do. And I, I decided not to listen to her. And there you go. See, bad communication on my part. She communicated, this is what you need to do. Oh, like, you know, more than me. Oopsie. Yeah. Don't do that. So to it wasn't, the you just weren't listening. I was being a butthead. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's you know. always good when we recognize our buttheadedness. Yes. Well, I didn't throw the panties. <laughs> <laughs> See how it circles back. It always circles back. Yes, you never know. You never know. But tell everybody your quote. You you did this on our Spotify show, the uh, Big Daily Blend. So tell us your quote about trust and relationships. If you have to choose between trust and love, always choose trust. Love can ebb and flow, but if you've built a solid foundation of trust, the love can regrow and build again isn't she a poet and she knows it (laughs) she's a trust architect she knows what she's doing and she's here every third thursday libra of danny everybody keep up with her at the trustarchitect.biz you can also listen to her interviews with us and read her articles if you go to blendradioandtv.com and when it comes to commitment and trust she is also a soul journey doula. That's uh, so go to souljourneydoula.com. I can tell everybody that, right? We talked about it on the last yeah, show. Absolutely. You're, you're, it's not death doula, but it's a. Well, it is, you know, like there's the term death doula, which just kind of gives me the creeps. Yeah, that's too to laugh And I think, do I have to go around like looking like Dr. Death? Yeah. Dr. <laughs> like that's not me. But it's end of life doula and it's bringing comfort to and giving people the best possible exit to their lives and bringing comfort to the, the, the people who are left behind. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lee. It's always a pleasure. And with you. Thanks, Lisa.